Let's get back to BetQL's tailgate kickoff with Ryan Horvat, presented by BetMGM. Oh, yeah, Saturday, October 21st, 9.20 a.m. here in Maryland. It's going to be a windy weekend. You know, we might even get to some NFL picks before we close out the show because there's three games that I love. The NFL product, not going to lie, guys, it's been down. I'm a college football guy. But uh, so far, things that we've given out here on this show, I like Central Florida. I bet them at 19.5. It's down to 17.5. I still like Central Florida in the Dylan Gabriel revenge game for Oklahoma. I like Penn State plus the points. I took four and a half. I took under 48 and a half. That's no longer available. A couple minis that I forgot to get to. I like Arkansas actually to win their first SEC game today. They're six and a half point favorites. Scary number against Mississippi State. Mississippi State most likely going to be without their starting quarterback in this game, Will Rogers. Uh, We'll keep you updated on that injury report as well. And uh, then the first half under as well, Penn State, Ohio State. That's down to 22 right now over at BetMGM. So that's what we've given out so far. We're going to give out a little bit more. We're going to do it with one of the best right here, our guy, Mark Drumheller. Give him a follow on Twitter, X underscore Drumheller. And he's the betting analyst and on-air host for Fantasy Life. And, of course, here with the BetQL Network as well. Mark, how you been, man? Long time no talk. Couldn't be better, man. It's Saturday morning. We got a monster slate of college football. This is what we live for. This is what we wait all weekend for. I agree with you. Love me some NFL football. Love me some Philadelphia Eagles. But there's nothing like college football Saturday. Actually, so hold on, though. I love the Eagles this week, especially at two Mm -hmm. and a half. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. I think Jalen's going to have a bounce back game. I think that that run defense is going to be able to shut things down. I bet Philadelphia. What do you think about that game really quick before we get into today's slate? Because we're trying to make the people. Yeah, I bet Philadelphia as well. I'm on the Eagles. It's the Kelly Green game. So they're they're wearing the Kelly Green throwbacks. It's Sunday night primetime game. Crowd's going to be going nuts. Um, But one of the key things is, is, you know, the Eagles second best in the NFL in limiting explosive run plays. We know how important the running game is to each offense. And the Eagles on the other side, um, should be able to get it going. You look at Miami's defense, they are 30th in EPA against a run when you filter out garbage time. So that's going to let that offense kind of do what they want to do, make Jalen Hurts a little more comfortable, take some of the pressure off that he's been facing, right? Teams just throwing bodies at him. So um, I think it's a good situational spot that's going to come down to the running game, but I'm on the Eagles minus a two and a half on prime time. Love it. All right, let's get to college football. Game of the day, Penn State, Ohio State, Penn State, 6-0 and straight up. 6-0 and against the spread. Ohio State, 6-0 and straight up, 3-3 three and three against the spread. Last season, Ohio State won this game 44-31. Marvin Harrison had 10 receptions, over 170 receiving yards. It was kind of like his breakout performance. What are you doing in this game today, Mark? You got Penn State, a 4.5-point dog, total down to 45.5 over at BetMGM right now. Yeah, I'm on a little bit of an island. So I got some Penn State, you know, futures tickets, right? Big, you know, Big 12, uh, Big 10 champions. So I didn't play the side because I think this game comes down to really like which quarterback is going to get comfortable early, is going to be able to make plays. I'm on an island here. I, I played some over. Once it got down to 45, I played the over. I know both defenses are the strength of this team, right? Manny Diaz has done an incredible job. He has the secondary to match up with Ohio State. I understand all that. But this is a massive game for both of these programs, right? It's a must win. It's a playoff game. You know, in October, we look at it because both teams have Michigan on the schedule. They don't want that to be their must win game. They have to win this game right here. So I think both offenses come out aggressive. You know, what what aggressive looks like to Ryan Day might be a little different than what we think. But we haven't seen anything from Penn State. Maybe I'm going to, like, hide the good plays Truther here. But I think they're going to have something – um, you know, in the holster for that Ohio State defense. I think they let 
Drew Aller let the ball rip early. I think they have to to get him comfortable. Um, it's a hostile environment. It's on the road. But I think I think Franklin's going to come out aggressive here, um, you know, and really try and attack this Ohio State defense. Because if he doesn't and he just rests on his heels, I, I think it really puts him behind. Like, on the road, that's tough. So I think when you have two young, inexperienced quarterbacks in a tough position in a big game um, – in this spot, if they have to be aggressive, one of them's going to jump out and the other one's going to have to play catch up. And that's going to lead to turnovers, you know, big plays for the defense, short fields for the offense. So I just think there's too much talent on the field here for this to be like a an Iowa Kentucky, you know, 20 to 16 game. So I think we're going to see a little bit of points. I played the over. Yeah, that's why I like the first half under a little bit more, man. I feel like it's kind of like mm-hmm. a feeling out process, you know, for Penn State. They're not really hitting those explosive plays, maybe three, four-yard runs with Singleton and Allen. And for Ohio State, I just don't know what Ohio State is offensively yet. I will say this, though. Friend of show, John Tanner on Twitter, uh, he just sent me a message. Weather is beautiful in Columbus, Horvath. A lot of people saying this is tight end weather. Stover touchdown over 42 and a half. So that's his play. All right, what else do you like today, Mark? I want to get to more of the uh, marquee matchups, but I want to make sure to get all your best bets in. What have you fired away on? here on this uh, beautiful yeah, Saturday morning. Another one that I'm on an island on. So I'll try and give you something different than, you know, what we're getting from a lot of people is here is I'm not on the Duke Blue Devils. I'm on the Florida State Seminoles here. I got it at 13 and a half. I think that's the spot here. A lot of people want to say like, oh, Florida State lets a lot of teams hang around. And, you know, Elko, 14 and five against the spread. So do we really think after 19 games, the market hasn't caught up to Elko and the Blue, Dude, <laughs> the Blue Devils? Like, oh, of course they have. And when we look at Duke, Yes, they had the highlight win against Clemson, right? But their other wins haven't played much. You know, Lafayette, Northwestern, NC State, who's terrible this year, UConn. So not a lot going on there. I think Florida State, you know, they have the firepower, um, you know, to really give that Duke secondary a test. This isn't Clemson's wide receivers. It's not Notre Dame's wide receivers. It's Keon Coleman who catches everything. <laughs> you can't cover Keon Coleman. So um, I like Florida State. I laid the points with them. I got a 13 and a half, but I would still do it at 14. Love it, man. And Johnny Wilson's going to be back in that game. I completely agree. I like Florida State as well. Um, you know, Duke's defense has been really, really good, but they haven't seen an offense like Florida State's yet. And uh, also, I just don't understand why you would play Riley Leonard in this game. You know, we're going to talk about this after the break, mm-hmm. but I don't expect Riley Leonard to go. Um, you know, and I know the Pete Thamel report says right now he's considered unlikely to play. He's expected to dress for warm-ups, go through pregame drills, um, but he is a true game-time decision. I wouldn't play him because for Duke, like the main goal this year, you could win the ACC. You could get to the ACC championship game, and you got some big games coming up right? Starting next week. I don't think you're beating Florida State even with Riley Leonard. So, and I don't think no, this loss are going to be punished for it. So, Especially not a 30-40% Riley Leonard. Like, you know, you don't right. have a chance. And granted, like, their secondary is great, but they're playing for the ACC. And, you know, I, I laid it with North Carolina, too. That's another ACC team. Um, got that at 23 and a half. I think that they're handling business now. They smell blood in the water. They know that they're legitimate. You know, now that they have Walker, that offense, I think the market might not have caught up to who they are. They're playing a Virginia team that, listen, they got blown out by like 20, 35 points to like Maryland, Tennessee. Like, I think Drake May is going to ball out in that one. So I think the ACC, surprisingly, going to be a lot of fun this year. Um, another ACC team that I was really, really interested in until a couple of weeks ago when they got beat by Georgia Tech was Miami. Tyler Van Dyke's dinged. 
I'm looking at this game right now. Miami out to a three-point dog at home. Clemson three-point favorites on the road. The total's 48 and a half. What would be your lean in this game? What do you think happens? Because Clemson, that's a team I was high on coming into the season with Garrett Riley taking over as play caller, and they just couldn't figure out their red zone offense. Lost a couple tough games. Should have beat Florida State. Probably should have beat Duke. But they're sitting there with two losses in conference play here in October. Four and two going against Miami, who's also now four and two. What would you do in this game? Yeah, that's kind of the story. I mean, I would run far from this game, to be honest with you. I think the three is probably about right, but I can't stomach laying this key number on the road with Clemson uh, just because of how they struggled in the red zone this year. And Dabo really doesn't have the wide receivers. That's the story, right? So if you're going to take advantage of the Hurricanes defense, you want to attack the secondary. You know, can can Klubnik do that? You know, I'm not convinced, you know, and, you know, but the other on the other side, I'm not betting Cristobal. I mean, after after what they've been doing, I think he's like two and five um, as a dog since he got to Miami. Of course, last year was a disaster. So, um, you know, all the results were bad. But I I just don't know in a spot where he has to punch up against a better team if he can get the job done here. But it's more of like a matchup thing with me, which is keeping me off Clemson. Like if they had wide receivers, if I thought they could push the ball down the field and really attack Miami where they're vulnerable, I would be all over them. But I don't know, man. Maybe if it comes off the three and if it's a two and a half, but I can't see Miami money coming in. So um, it's probably going to stick on the three and it's going to be a no bet for me. Mario Cristobal has yet to win a home game in conference play, Mark. A home game. And (laughs) I actually like the hire because he goes back home. I was like, we know he could coach offensive and defensive line. He could coach the trenches. But year one, he surrounded himself with a bunch of idiots like Josh Gaddis, who's now calling plays for Maryland. They let him retool everything year two. So he brings in Sean and da- Shannon Dawson as the play caller, a bunch of smart football p- people, and they're still a two-loss football team. Let me ask you about this game, all right? Um, I bet USC early in the week at five, and I didn't really like that number. We're out to seven. They're at home against Utah. They've lost three straight to Utah. Total in the game, 51 and a half. USC coming off their first loss of the season. Caleb Williams threw three picks against Notre Dame, as many as he threw all of last season. But Utah can't get anything going offensively. They scored some points last week, granted, against Cal. I think that says more about where Cal's at at this stage of the season. What are you doing here, though, if you had to do anything? USC is seven-point favorite now at home, total 51.5. Yeah, I bet the Trojans. I've been betting them a lot this year. Last week, they let me down, obviously. That was just an awful game. Caleb Williams is getting a little too comfortable, right? You know, he's throwing off his back foot a lot. You know, ton of interceptions. Finally caught up with him. Can Lincoln Riley get him back on track? I think he can here. I think this is a good spot. Utah on the road is not the same as in Salt Lake. Uh, Last road game, they lost to Oregon State, uh, you know, who's okay, you know, by 14 points. They only scored seven points in that game. So are they going to have the offensive firepower to get into at least the 30s, you know, to, to keep this game close? I don't think so. I looked up offensive EPA just for kicks on these two teams. Uh, USC Trojans ninth. Utah 116th. So that's a pretty big gap <laughs> for, a, you know, a seven-point spread here. So I took the Trojans. I laid it with them. You know, I, I've I've been a little bit above market on them all year, paid the price last week, but I think we get them back this time. I got one more for you. All right, Tennessee, an eight-and-a-half-point dog on the road against Alabama. Tennessee beat Alabama outright last season. Two totally different teams this year. No Hendon Hooker. Totals 47 and a half. Tennessee on the money line plus 260. Bama minus 350 at home. What do you like here? 
Yeah, so I think this is one team that's finding out how to win with their quarterback and another team that's finding out that they really can't win with their quarterback. And, you know, I think the situation with Jalen Milrow in Alabama is much better than what it is with Tennessee and Joe Milton. Um, I don't think that Tennessee offense is what anyone expected this season. And I think Alabama has the defensive pieces to match up with them. The secondary is getting healthy. So I like Bama here. I did not bet it yet. I still may get to the window on this one, but I would definitely lay the points at Alabama, especially in a revenge spot with Nick Saban. Um, I just don't see Tennessee in a high-profile game uh, where they don't have the edge at quarterback, you know, being able to kind of stay competitive in this game on the road at Tuscaloosa. So I think it's roll tide. All right, actually, one last one for you, 60 seconds. Michigan down to 3-1 to one right now. They're the favorites to win the national championship. If you had to make a pick, if you had to make a bet today, who do you think the best team in the country is? Who do you think's uh, hoisting the trophy at the end of the year? Man, that's a tough one, but I don't think it's Michigan. Like, I have to see more from Michigan. I know a lot of people are anointing them, but listen, the Big Ten is going to be a grinder. Uh, you know, I, they still have to play Ohio State. They still have to play Penn State. And they might not have all the plays anymore, right? So, I don't know. I mean, that's a joke. But um, obviously, you know, they're a good team. They're going to be right there, but did not like how they – you know, showed up in the big game against TCU last year. So I'm going to need to see a little bit more out of them. But I think it could be a team outside of the box. Maybe even, you know, a Florida State or UNC can get the job done if they get in the playoffs. All right, Mark. So you're on the Florida State Seminoles tonight. Anything else you want to give out in about 45 seconds to the people before you uh, head out and enjoy your Saturday? Um, I think we covered a lot of them. Uh, definitely on U, uh, UCF as well with you. I took the big number there. It didn't get as good as number as you and won the 17 and a half. But I think when you have like a top three rushing game against this Oklahoma defense that let up 5.9 yards to Jonathan Brooks, 5.8 yards per carry to Iowa State, I think they can stay within the number. So I'm with you on the Knights. Thanks so much, man. That's Mark Drumheller. Give him a follow on X on Twitter, whatever we're calling it these days, betting analyst over at MB Fantasy Live. Does work with us here at BetQL as well. Enjoy the games today, man, and uh, go Phillies. You too, Ryan. Good luck. Really good stuff with Mark Drumheller. All right, really quick before we hit the break, I was talking about this Minnesota-Iowa uh, game, if you want to call it that. I do like the points with Minnesota, all right? P.J. Flex 0-6 against Iowa. If he's ever going to beat the Hawkeyes, it's going to come this season. Minnesota getting a little bit healthier. They get their running back back today, Darius Taylor. Iowa, one of the worst offenses in the country. I know that doesn't shock you guys. But they are last right now in success rate in the nation. Their backup quarterback, Deacon Hill, he's a big boy. He's been forced into action. Cade McNamara knocked out for the season. We got a three-game sample size now of Deacon Hill. So far, 23 for 62 passing. He has a 37% completion rate. 262 passing yards in three games. Now he's going against this Minnesota defense. I know Minnesota's lost three games this season. They blew a three-score lead to Northwestern. But uh, Deacon Hill and that Iowa passing attack, I don't think they're going to be able to take advantage of that secondary. And Iowa, shockingly, can't run the football. 128th this season in success rate, outside the top 120 in rushing EPA. The total's 32.5. I think Minnesota at least keeps this game close. So uh, give me the Gophers, plus 3.5. It opened at plus 4. That's the current price over at BetMGM. So we're locking in the fighting flex against Iowa. Also, a quick shorty, Wake Forest money line against Pitt. I think this is a perfect sandwich spot. I like Wake Forest. They've lost three straight games, including one to Virginia Tech in embarrassing fashion. We got more plays coming your way. Let's take a look at the primetime slate next year on the Beck 2 tailgate kickoff. 